0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman.
0: Welcome in to Take Command, I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. We got one more preseason game to go and then we are on to week one. Logan, this is the last time I'm talking to a microphone as a non-married man. Very excited to- Pretty uh, exciting, uh, bro, yeah, pretty exciting. Excited to, to get out over to the UK. Uh, what i don't know so what's the deal
1: what's the deal with the wedding like come on let's just get a little summary like what's the plan you're doing destination wedding is that what's happening yeah
0: destination wedding because we have friends and family that are all spread out all over the place so we decided we would just not try to pick one place and we just all travel uh and weddings uh overseas are not as expensive as here so you know it winds up costing about the same with the travel and uh, so we're like, let's look around overseas. Uh, my soon to be wife is not a beach person. So we took out like the Caribbean and all those destinations pretty quick. And we wound up at a castle in Scotland. And so nice. we're pretty pumped, gonna go over there, do a couple days in London after, and uh, then I'll come back and it'll be, uh, it'll be Tuesday before week one. So it, that, that kind of worked
1: out. Is it like the honeymoon too? Is the cat? Yeah, we're, call- the- we're calling it
0: a mini moon. We're going like a longer Mini-moon. honeymoon next year. You um but yeah, yeah so we're, we're pretty excited man
1: that's exciting man. i've been so i've been fun. collecting
0: marriage advice from radio guests do you want to give me your your marriage advice as a as a happily married marriage man?
1: advice um happily married man i think the most important thing is just make sure you can be empathetic i know that sounds like a very obvious thing but i think a no, lot of people good. just forget like with their spouse like that you're like you know just like they're going through stuff too they're not like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. just remember that that's my that's really that good thing
0: uh, it's yeah, a lot thanks. better than, I, I put it out on Twitter yesterday and got a lot of happy wife, happy life. Like, I didn't know that. Like, my plan was to make her miserable. And uh, I was like, I think that we can probably do a little better than this. Uh, but ep- having empathy, that, yeah. that's a good way to have a happy wife and thus a happy yeah,
1: That's That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just be aware of like, you know, she's got feelings too. She's not like a robot there to like, just, you know, be your like person, I guess all the time. So right. it's always, no. uh, always something I tell people, just be empathetic
0: that's great good stuff glad i asked uh although i will say most of the audience did not come for marriage advice perhaps some did but uh today on the show that's
1: a weird that's a weird deal <laughs> to come in for that because we never talked about it before anyway uh, it's go. all right uh,
0: people that are listening to the radio or following along they they know what's up uh so logan logan will <laughs> by the way for housekeeping on the pod side of things uh logan will be doing the pod next week um probably have a guest on monday and then might be doing a mailbag on thursday next week so uh make sure that that you're locked in logan on instagram at logan underscore paulson 82 and uh that that you'll be able to submit your questions if they if logan winds up doing the mailbag. i don't know though maybe your guest booking days are uh you'll get inspired by whoever you get on monday and go to for next week so i guess i guess everyone's gonna have to subscribe and find out
1: i think i'm gonna go kyle on monday just because you know like i talk to Kyme a lot i think he's a smart dude but also like we're friends so it shouldn't be too you know like too weird no you know you know, my only concern accept, with time
0: just, and you without me is that could be a three-hour podcast
1: uh yeah i gotta be dialed in on the time and i'll try yeah. to be so. yeah you guys you guys
0: can get going i'm like all right hey guys it with the detail yeah, is going to be incredible, so be looking forward to uh, yeah. everybody getting that on Monday. So make sure again you're subscribed, and then you don't got to worry about it. Whatever happens, happens, and it comes straight to your podcast feed. Uh, let's start though a little bit more review from what we saw over the weekend and what you've seen at practice so far this week. And one of the big questions I was asking on the radio show that I talked to you about a little bit on Monday, actually for for the piece of the radio show that we did together is whether or not the starters should play and whether or not they will play. Uh, Ron has been coy to this point about it. Uh, now there's a chance that by the time some people listen, you know, he'll have spoken on Thursday afternoon uh, as we record this uh, earlier than that and that he has made an announcement one way or the other. So if that happens, that happens. That's the nature of podcasting. But um, at this point now, let's start with the should question. Should the starters play against Baltimore, in your opinion, based off what they've done and where they still need to get to?
1: Um, You know, I've thought about this. I've got, you know, since we've talked, I've thought about it quite a bit. And I think one of the things that sticks out to me is that I don't think you need to uh, play in the third preseason game unless you're trying to see something specific. And Ron and Scott and Jack, they don't seem to be willing to show kind of the more detailed nuance of the offense or the more detailed nuance of the defense or kind of a general team philosophy in Ron's case. So I'm kind of of the mindset, like if you're not gonna use this to kind of get, you know, actual kind of practice reps against another team, against another defense, then what's the point? You know, even in the Kansas City game, you know, it's this dress rehearsal walkthrough, and I thought the offense was even a little bit tepid at that point, right? So, you know, if you're not going to use this as a, as a tool to kind of see and work on timing and work on concepts and see how different things play versus different coverages, then don't do it, right? And, you know, I think one of the most important elements of the third preseason game is personnel evaluation. So you'll have that opportunity to do that, like get the young guys out there. We're going to have, I think, a pretty heavy dose of Sam Howell you know, I'm not even sure if I would play Taylor Heineke at this point. Like, I've been on teams where basically everyone who's not going to make the team, and they probably know. Like, If you look through the roster name by name, which we, I guess we could do later in this, but name by name, you can pick 45-ish guys that you know for sure. That's not including specialists, that you know for sure on the roster. And I've been on teams where none of those guys will play. So it'll all be guys who are fighting for a roster spot. And the, And I think the kind of, the cruel irony of that is that of those, you know, the remaining what is that? Thirty guys, twenty-five guys, or whatever it is. Only five of those guys have a legitimate shot of making the team, just based on how the roster is structured, which is always a sad thing, in my opinion. You know, and I've been that guy before when I was in Atlanta. You know, played a whole fourth, or third preseason game, and I knew I was, I knew for a fact I was not going to make the team. Right. So well, like, it's the thing it's, is, though, like kind of brutal, I guess for this
0: way. team is, I mean, you you want to there's something to like getting those guys tape and like being almost like as a favor, yeah. to them, like hey, go out and play. It's a little yeah. different for you when you were in Atlanta. You were advancing your career. People knew what you were at that point. But like young guys, it's like yeah. I want to get out there. I want to get tape. Even if I don't make this team, I want my agent to be able to send around. You know, here's some things that that he did, or like go watch him in this game, uh, right. whatever, and try to latch on somewhere practice squad or or another roster if you think you can be a fit, but with this team and also the way that the the thing is now with three instead of four, like you have to, your number one goal of the preseason is to get ready for the regular season. And this team just doesn't right. feel ready. And I know that part of that is they haven't, they haven't prepared themselves on purpose and i'm not saying that as criticism i'm saying that as fact as they haven't game plan they haven't done all that stuff and i just feel like there's got to be some value in practicing those skills there's got to be some value in getting yourself ready for a game going out and performing and feeling like yeah we know how to do that as opposed to going out there week one and and one of the things that I, i do think drives me a little crazy sometimes is you know you hear like oh well we'll judge them by week four week five and it's like well then a quarter of the season's been played and those games counted this team has historically started slow um and ron's historic our teams have historically started slow um they are not the chiefs the bills etc where you feel like you're good enough to go on a really intense long run if you have to like this team needs every game and I just I feel like they're approaching this in a way that says we're better than that. We don't need this. And I'm kind of looking at it like I don't know. I kind of think you need this.
1: Yeah, and I <clears throat> I don't disagree with that. Honestly. Like I th- I agree with like pretty much everything you said. And I think the thing that sticks out to me is that if you're not going to use this In a more serious way and so what I mean by that is I look at the offense for example right and I haven't talked to anybody about this but I mentioned this on the podcast there was probably four three or four second and ones with the ones with the starters and you don't take shots on those plays like I know Scott's a smart guy I know that's a shot play scenario and we're not going to do that because we're worried about Carson getting hurt or we're worried about whatever we're doing then then what's the point right we're not going to work on timing of our shots we're not going to work on the protection for our shot plays then we, we, I don't say we don't, might as well not play but like obviously like you're holding something close to the vest right you're holding right kind of your your cards your cards close to the vest and I think that if you're not going to push that if you're not going to kind of say hey let's try different stuff let's let's see how this looks you know just and it doesn't need to be like the most complicated nuanced game plan route concept but I mean I think you should be trying some of that stuff I look at Kansas City it's not like they're doing crazy stuff but they're Trying some different formations, they're trying some route concepts, they're trying different personnel, and that's not what this team uses this preseason for. That's not what Ron does. You know, like I had a brief conversation with him, and he he was kind of of the mindset you want to keep what you want to be for the season a little bit like hidden from the from the rest of the league. And I don't know if I 100% agree with that because again, like use these practices, use these preseason games as practices to get yourself there. But to your point. Is the team's not using them in the way I'm describing. Right. So And I guess that, that's my really point. Right. Then, is that like yeah, they should be doing. Yeah. like
0: if, if what you're saying is, is also true. Like we don't disagree with each other. It's just like how much yeah. merit we give each scenario. I don't give the we're holding it to the vest for the regular season a ton of a ton of merit. Like you Ron's been a head coach for fifteen years. Scott's been an OC for a yeah. number of years. Like, yeah, are there, is there some stuff that they might throw out with Carson that they otherwise might not have before? Sure, but, like, it's not a secret what Scott Turner does. And especially on defense, like, all is, oh, we're holding blitzes, whatever. Like, okay, fine. Run the same one that you ran last year, like, but at least give yourself yeah. a chance. Like, the idea that they're just holding everything close to the vest when these, these guys have been in the NFL for 20, 30, 40 years, in, in Jack and Ron's case... Like, that that to me just doesn't hold a lot of water.
1: I agree. And what I'm saying is that, like, this team starts slow. And I think – I don't know. And you don't – because there are teams that I've played on where they keep everything really tight. But in, for this example, I think, obviously, you know, they they start slow. And I think this might be a reason why. Like, you don't ramp up through the preseason. And some team again, a lot of teams don't do that. But if I'm wrong – and i'm a guy that you know maybe i want joint practices or i don't have that opportunity like these games need to i think be handled slightly differently you know what i mean they need to be handled slightly differently than they're handling them and again joint practices are advantageous because you don't share that film with the leagues only one other team is seeing that and so I get i understand that but like you're not using that resource so you need to do something a little bit more advanced i think and again i'm not the coach so like everyone you know pump your brakes I'm not being critical of Ron this is his decision but if I was the coach I would push this a little bit more so that I knew that I knew where more acutely where the team was at you know what I'm saying like and and John kind of brings this point up all the time when we talk he's like this team is slow to respond they're slow to adapt they're slow to kind of identify Landon Collins at the Buffalo Nickel or Apke has been playing safety too long and I think one of the reasons is You're not doing the stuff you're supposed to be. You're you're not doing the stuff in preseason that you're going to be doing in the regular season. And as a result, you don't know. You you don't have like a a, a one-to-one evaluation. I'm not saying put everything out there, but at least give yourself a good opportunity to evaluate what you got. And then you know, from a game plan, personnel, all that kind of stuff, especially with the ones. I I think. But to to, to the to the to the crux of the question, that is why they won't play in the third preseason game because they don't treat the preseason like that. I guess is my yeah.
0: No, I hear you. Um, there is, cause I, I don't want to come off as like completely just bashing Ron. Like he doesn't know what he's doing at any aspect of anything. Cause like he's won a lot of football games. He made a super bowl. Right. Um, he had a 15 win season, something that as a head coach, very it's few just, teams. It's just a difference of a, right. a philosophy. It's just, it's Ron's Ron's superpower, if you will, or like double-edged sword. That's really sharp on both sides is his patience. Like he is someone who will not overreact to things. And the other side of that coin or the other edge of that double-edged sword is sometimes he doesn't react to things. And so when there's a piece of information that seems obvious, he doesn't act on it as quickly as he should. Um, And that has consequences. By the same token, there are times he's probably patient and sticks with guys or sticks with ideas that he, he knows can work and just haven't worked yet. And there's good results with that too. So it is just... Like that's coaching that's that's the the hardest thing as a coach is to know when to move on because no, like there's no plan that's bad on paper no editor draws up right. a bad play um, it's knowing like how to actually implement the stuff and and what adjustments to make and the ability to to get your players to be adaptable to real-life game situations um, that is the skill of coaching and uh, for Ron, I mean, historically speaking, again, just these the stats are what they are, the wins and losses are what they are. Like it's it's been a mixed bag at times.
1: Yeah, but and again, like this is not a Ron criticism. Like Mike Shanahan was like mm-hmm. this, you know. Dan Quinn was like this. They have I mean, look,
0: Justin Herbert's not playing at all in the preseason.
1: Yeah, they, like there are there coaches. They have like I want to say like blind spots, right? So. Like Mike, for example, was very trusting of his team leadership, right? So coming into 2003, like the team was like, oh, we're practicing too hard. And this was when Fletch wasn't really practicing all the way. Um, and, and training camp was really easy. And he, cause he thought we were ready. He was trusting. And I think that was a little bit deficient on his part, right? Because we weren't where he thought, we weren't where the players thought they were and he trusted the players, right? And then Dan Quinn, same thing. Like he's really about personal relationships and building the strong culture at the detriment of being able to kind of fire and hire people that, you know, we're going to help them win football games, right? And so I think every coach, every coach is a person and they all have things like this. Sometimes it's helpful, sometimes it's not. And it's just like you or me in Mm -hmm. life, right? So again, it's just about whether or not for this particular team, going into this particular season, this is a negative thing or is it just kind of a neutral thing? Is it a non-factor? And so, um, you know, obviously based on the team history, I, I would like, I would have, if I was the coach, if Logan Paulson was the coach, I would have done more. But that's also how I am as a person. And that's also hurt me in my career as a, as a football player and in my career post-football, because you're always trying to do more and, it, and it's not always the right way to go about it. right So again, there's no right answer here. It's just about, is this the most effective? And we won't know, honestly, until week one, two, three, four, five. And I think that's why people kind of, like Fletch, for example, says, oh. You know, like let's evaluate them week one through three, four, five, and it's like, well, it's kind of too late at that point. But that's also when we're going to know for sure what this offense, what this defense, what this special teams group looks like, and as a result, what the team as an aggregate looks like. I think.
0: Right. At that point, I think we'll be able to go back and put a more fair grade on the uh, on whether or not this was a good decision. I guess the difference, of course, would right, be that, right. like, if if it's a failing grade because they're one in three through four games, it's like, well, that's a hole that they're not going to be able to dig out of, or course, likely. Right. And um, you know, then then it becomes a long October November December on in podcast and radio land and for
1: commander's fans cheering on the team